0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is Dr. John Vance. He was the senior pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern for many years. And now, Pastor Vance, you're writing, doing some lecturing, and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it is my pleasure. (laughs) Tomorrow is Easter Sunday, or Resurrection Day. So that's going to be the topic today, talking about the resurrection. And uh, to get us started, could you describe the, the place that resurrection has in the New Testament, and how do the Gospels treat the resurrection in, in terms of this centrality?
1: The resurrection, of course, uh, anyone who reads uh, through the New Testament, particularly the Gospels, is going to see that the resurrection holds a big place. It is central Uh, to the message of the New Testament. As a matter of fact, uh, Jesus is central to the message of the Gospels. That is what the Gospel is, the person and work of Jesus Christ. And if you'll notice carefully in reading that you'll discover that the incarnation, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus is the focus of the New Testament. But the resurrection itself, particularly in the writings of the Apostle Paul, uh, has an application, uh, and he approaches it in such a way that without the resurrection, everything else is meaningless. So therefore, in some sense, everything hinges uh, on the resurrection in the New Testament.
0: Do the um, do the Gospels offer any proof for the resurrection?
1: The Gospels, someone has said, um, the Gospels are passion narratives with long introductions. So they do focus on the passion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, the New Testament calls us to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but also there are reasons that we might believe. Now, it is not enough, of course, for reason uh, to simply clinch the argument. There is a place for faith here, meaning that our, our intellectual capacity can only comprehend so much, and And so forth. But there are reasons in the New Testament for believing in Jesus and his resurrection. Let me just uh, mention uh, two or three of them. Uh, I think one of them is actually outstanding. Uh, The first is, of course, there is an empty tomb. Mm. I think what a lot of people maybe minimize is that Jesus' opponents and his enemies would love to have recovered his body and put a stop, uh, if you will, to to strangle this infant movement of Christianity in its crib. Mm-hmm. And all they had to do was find a body. But there was no body to be found. Uh, and that is important. And, and of course, the second thing is, and, and, and it's maybe a, even a larger reason, people saw Jesus after he was resurrected. That's the astounding thing. Mm-hmm. And if you read the Gospels carefully, uh, these people did not expect to see Jesus. They absolutely are flabbergasted when they see him at first. They're so startled that some of them didn't recognize him at first. And so he was with them, though, for a 40-day period, and many people saw him. Uh, The women, uh, the apostles saw him, uh, and and above 500 people at one time. And then Paul says, I saw him uh, at a a time when no one else did. In other words, at a time... Um, most different on the road to Damascus where he was going to pr- persecute Christians and he had experience of the risen Christ and he saw him in his That's resurrection power. Yeah. This amazing conversion, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Uh, there is one more uh, aspect of this, though, that I think is very, very powerful, and it is this. Those people who saw Jesus and knew Jesus uh, believed that he had been raised from the dead. Now, what is curious about this is that many of those same people went to their death affirming that Jesus had been raised from the dead. That's that's important witness simply because people usually don't die for a lie. I don't know of any. You usually recant or you plead for mercy, but these people were willing to die for the belief that mm-hmm. Jesus had been raised from the dead. They were martyred. They witnessed the resurrection of Jesus. They believed they saw him with their own eyes, and we're not talking about one or two or three or four. There are a series of appearances in the New Testament. Hmm. Jesus, uh, according to the book of Acts, was with them for 40 days. And uh, that is a a powerful testimony, in my opinion.
0: Well, coming up tomorrow is uh, Easter Sunday, and a lot of people will be going to church. Sometimes... um, the last time they've been to church was was last easter <laughs> uh, but um the resurrection uh christianity seems it's a, it's a really key part does it it's kind of an obvious question maybe but does christianity hold together without the doctrine of the resurrection
1: christianity is the only religion i know that that entirely depends upon a a miracle central to it mm. and that is the resurrection Uh, I don't know of any other religion that so depends on one miracle uh, in the same way that Christianity does. And, of course, the Apostle Paul recognized this, and in 1 Corinthians 15, he talks about the resurrection. I hope people will read uh, 1 Corinthians 15 before they go to church tomorrow. Maybe you can Mm -hmm. find some time this afternoon or this evening and read 1 Corinthians 15. And Paul really... uh, Waits everything on the resurrection. As a matter of fact, he says, uh, if Christ be not raised, we are without hope in this yeah. world. And we're, we're people most miserable. Most miserable, yeah. And, um, and so, yes, the, uh, Christianity is, is, uh, uh, depends upon the resurrection for its verification. And if Christ be not raised, mm-hmm. then in one sense you can say that the central claims made of Jesus uh, are not true. They hinge upon the resurrection.
0: So we're talking today about the resurrection with Dr. John Vance. For those just tuning in, um, what, what do Christians mean by resurrection? Most of us know, but just to be very clear about it.
1: The word resurrection and the New Testament teaching about the resurrection is that one is raised uh, body and soul, and if you want to add spirit, some people do, body, soul, and spirit, raised from the dead, never to be subject to death again. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a transformation in that resurrection. There is a, a, a new era, a new, new uh, sphere of, of activity, if you will. Jesus entered into, if you will, the, the uh, presence of his Father. Uh, he is never subject to death again, and it is a sign of the things to come. He is the Mm -hmm. first fruits of them that were raised from the dead. Mm. And that's to be distinguished from some other things. It wasn't just as if his spirit were raised. You know, people talk about people's spirits living on after Mm -hmm. death. Uh, That hardly means much more than a memory of them or uh, the influence that they had lingers on. Or it could mean uh, that when the spirit was raised without the body, that it is maybe like some Eastern mysticism. That's certainly not what
0: the New Testament is talking about. Jesus was raised bodily. Now, we do have an account of uh, Lazarus being raised, and yet that was a different kind of raising because he would die again, right? That was a resuscitation. Resuscitation, there we go.
1: We have resuscitations here in life. Uh, uh, Many physicians have declared someone to be dead only Mm -hmm. to find out that they could be resuscitated. You see, Lazarus, uh, while he was resuscitated, he also was subject to death, yeah. finally again. And, uh, and resurrection is to be differentiated from resuscitations and just spiritual resurrections and those sort of things.
0: So that, that means then this resurrection implies our quote-unquote glorified body.
1: It implies the glorified body. Yeah. Now, the, the intermediate state uh, is, is something we don't know much about. Those kinds of things, but we know that we will have a new body, mm. and but it will stem from the old body. In other words, it will yeah. be transformed. It's not as the
0: old body is not uh, important. Because Jesus was able to eat, and, oh yes, and they, 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 you could touch and feel his body. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's interesting,
1: and yet it was not subject to the same physical laws no. as, as a as a um,
0: earthly or mundane body. It's. Uh, it's really something to look forward to. Just yes. think someday this this decaying body that has its aches and pains and arthritis and breathing problems, someday that'll all be left behind and we will have a glorified body. It's a wonderful it is. thing to it consider. Is. Um, what about in the Old Testament? Um, do we find the theme of resurrection there?
1: If you read through the Old Testament carefully, you'll know that it does not have the emphasis on resurrection that the New Testament does. As a matter of fact, when you read the New Testament, that's an overwhelming theme, Mm. as I've already indicated. And uh, you see that uh, beating life in the New Testament through the resurrection and the hope of life. In the Old Testament, uh, remember that the Old Testament prepares us for the new. Uh, It doesn't talk a lot about resurrection, but it does. Uh, I can think of uh, two places in particular that's important in Daniel. Uh, we know that we'll be raised and be judged, and he talks about that. We also have Ezekiel, the dry bones. Oh, yeah. And uh, that that is an important passage. We also see it in Abraham and, and uh, David's lives in particular, certain f- key phrases. David, for instance, talks about seeing the child mm-hmm. uh, that uh, right. passed away. That is an important passage, but clearly there's not as much in the Old Testament as there is in the New. In fact, there's just a fraction in the Old Testament compared to the New. Uh, but it's there, and it prepares us for resurrection in the New Testament. Mm-hmm.
0: And that is an important matter. What about our Jewish friends and Judaism in general? Does their teaching embrace resurrection the same way Christians do? You know, uh, It's an interesting thing about uh, uh,
1: Judaism. Of course, there are different denominations, if you will, or branches of Judaism. Yes. From Orthodox, conservative, Reform, Reconstruction. Uh, There's uh, Mystical Judaism uh, mixed in with that. Uh, So when we talk about Judaism, we have to maybe talk about Judaisms. Okay. There are different kinds. Uh, if you take the Reformed, uh, uh, Reformed tradition, it has no E.D. on the end. It's to be distinguished from Reformed, as in Reformed theology, Protestant mm-hmm. theology. This is Reform Judaism. Okay. And Reformed Judaism is much like Unitarianism. Uh, uh, there's probably not very little, if any, uh, of the idea of a resurrection or, or a resurrected life after death in Reformed Judaism. But you do find it in orthodoxy, okay. and it's, it's based upon those passages of Scripture that I've just quoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it also is true that even in Jesus' day, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, but the Pharisees did. Oh, that's right. So you see that split in the New Testament, even, and it, it becomes stronger uh, in what is called rabbinic Judaism, which developed and formed in the third and fourth century after hmm. Christianity. Interesting.
0: You used to teach uh, world religions um, at the university level. And uh, what about these other religions such as Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, etc.? Well, Islam does believe
1: in the resurrection, but it still does not have the place uh, that it has in Christianity. And Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, it would be uh, helpful uh, in Islam, I think. Uh, It would temper some of it if they had a better grasp on the resurrection. Mm -hmm. But it is there. The emphasis in Islam is on judgment um, and so forth. But life and the resurrection and the creative presence of God, who is alive now in our presence, would would, would be a helpful thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, In religions like uh, Buddhism and Hinduism, which are major world religions, uh, uh, there is not the same thing. Uh, it's difficult, for instance, again, let's take Buddhism. We can talk about Buddhisms, or we can talk about, in Hinduism, Hinduisms. There are many different schools. It's very v- varied and so forth. Mm. Uh, but let me see if I can generalize. In Hinduisms, uh, for the most part, life is understood as a series of reincarnations or transmigrations of a self And so there's no really idea of a body resurrection and a once-for-all definitive new life with God in Christ. Though there are some devotional uh, Buddhisms and Hinduisms that approach some elements of Christianity. But it's not clear. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. It's not definitive. Uh, And Buddhism is is a strange uh, doctrine at the end of life called nirvana. Not quite sure what that means. Most people think it means bliss or heaven but the word nirvana means to actually blow out your candle blow out the fire it may mean the non-existence or eternal death mm-hmm. but let's put it this way christianity stands alone in its emphasis on the resurrection okay. and the power of it no question
0: mm. so it's it's unique and it's uh, very central to christianity what is the lord's resurrection now in a personal way mean for the believer well
1: the lord's resurrection of course immediately offers hope there is that passage uh i'm searching for uh the exact reference to it in ecclesiastes that god has placed eternity in our hearts oh yeah and um human beings have a sense of longing to live beyond death death is the big enemy for the human race In one sense, if you look at things from a scientific and biological standpoint, there is no evidence for life after death. In spite of all of these kind of uh, stories you hear at the end of life and people seeing things Mm -hmm. and so forth, uh, it doesn't pass scientific muster. Uh, What Christians base their, their, their hope on is the resurrection of Christ with the evidence I've already talked about. And this, this, I think, makes for an entirely different outlook and an entirely different person. First of all, it does give us hope. And I think of those poor Christians being persecuted out of existence. There's a genocide taking place yes, in the is. Middle East. Oh, yes. And I, I ask myself over and over, what sustains these people? What reason is there for them to hope? And it's the resurrection. Amen. Those, uh, what, 15 or 16 uh Egyptian Christians that went to their death, Coptic Christians. Uh, mm. You watch them march out in those orange uniforms, yep. and they're going to be beheaded. Those men died with dignity. There, that's right. And I believe it is because they had the hope of the resurrection. It's Jesus lives, so shall we. Yeah. And 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 that's the benefit. It's the benefit too when you stand around a casket of a loved one, and uh, it's it's wonderful to be able to comfort people. With the resurrection, As a matter of fact, the funeral service, I like to think of as a witness to the resurrection. Yes, exactly. It points to the hope that we have. But there are other benefits. Paul talks about the resurrection and its power. Uh, the power of the resurrection, uh, we live in resurrection power as believers through the Holy Spirit. We can overcome and we can change. You know, the world doesn't believe that people can really... Uh, gain victory in their lives over certain things. They mm. think if a drug addict is doomed to addiction the rest of their life, that's not the case. Uh, they may think, well, maybe they'll get over it after they grow out of it and they get so old they can't do it or something. But no, we believe that people can be delivered from these kinds of things. Mm. They can be delivered from the power of of sexual temptation. They can be delivered from uh, alcoholism. Many things in life, we believe uh, truly that uh, through the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, there is a power mm-hmm. that Christians have available to them, and they, they can grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ and overcome these things. We can have victory.
0: To me, the the resurrection of Christ, for lack of a better word, is almost like in history an atom bomb has gone off. <laughs> 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 Something very, very major has happened Historically and theologically, and um, the, the, the fact that Jesus resurrected really, to me, proves that he has squashed the neck and head of Satan, and the fact that he's ascended on high now, and he's at the Father's right hand, this is a, a wonderful theme of, of the victory of Jesus Christ over sin. We used to sing an old
1: gospel song in the rescue mission I used to preach in "Victory in Jesus." Yeah, and there is victory in Jesus. There uh, is. Think about the origins of Christianity. It was just a small little religion among many religions hmm. in the Roman Empire. There were a number of religions: Mithraism, a whole range of them that came from Egypt, uh, the Middle East, Persia, uh, and and Christianity had the least likelihood of succeeding. And yet the famous historian Gilbert Murray talks about the ancient world, and he says all of those religions in those times, people had a failure of nerve, but not mm. Christianity. Yes. What gave them their boldness and their encouragement? I believe it was the resurrection that launched them, like you say, mm. um, and, and through history. It's amazing what the Christian religion has done in this world in bringing benefits, healing, hospitals, missions of mercy. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Now you um you're retired now and yet you're still very active but um I believe you were a pastor for some 41 years and um I assume that um the the resurrection had a central role in your worship and preaching and leading God's people.
1: What resurrection does is bring us hope and uh there's a tendency in some circles in christianity to be highly legalistic and and depressing in one sense you know always focusing on uh the human condition and and it is to be focused on and we need to repent of our mm-hmm. sins and so forth but the only focus on that i've discovered in the ministry is to sap the joy out of people mm. uh we must not end with the law we must end with the resurrection mm. that's the good news and uh, sometimes the law leads us to to repentance and to Christ, who is the resurrection of life. But I think a Christian ministry has to focus primarily uh, on the end of things and the victory of God in Christ, and that is the resurrection. Mm. So worship services, uh, we got one coming up tomorrow, Easter, remembering yeah. the Resurrection. But for many of you out there, you may not know it, but every Lord's Day is a... Is a focus on the resurrection of our mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ and 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 a worship service is to bring us and renew us in our hope and in that hope yeah so and I mentioned funeral services uh resurrection is to renew us at a time of of discouragement and and maybe in some cases despondency and sadness. It is resurrection that sees yeah. us through these things.
0: We have a couple of minutes left before the end of our program today. You know, um, this is a busy time uh, for people um, politically. You know, they're looking at, um, for sure, a new president eventually and all the stuff that goes on before that. And uh, yet there's really no hope, is there? Um, You know, what can this president do uh, except maybe make a couple of changes, mostly probably disappoint us? Um, I I hope that's not the case, but it probably will be. And yet, compared to the resurrection and the hope of Jesus Christ and the transformation in lives that he provides, um, that's where our hope really lies, isn't it? Our hope cannot be in the changing, shadowy
1: world that we live in. Mm. There is nothing permanent. The famous pre-Christian philosopher, Greek philosopher named Heraclitus, stuck his foot into the river once and observed that everything is change. Nothing is permanent. Mm. Every condition changes. And uh, there is nothing in this world that will not finally disappoint us. There's only one thing and one way that we can find hope, and that is in something that has been done underworldly in our midst, and that is the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and his dying on the cross and his resurrection. Hmm. that is our scope and victory. I I can give you a brief illustration. New York City in the 60s and 70s deteriorated a great deal. They finally got fed up and elected a mayor who decided to police the city, even concerning broken windows and so forth, and things improved for for a, a while. We now have a situation where we're giving license to the, uh, if you will, uh, the uncivilized elements. Uh, yes. You can defecate in the streets now. You can't run people out of uh, driveways. Or people. Or you, uh, it, it's amazing what is going on. It I is. was just there last night, Friday night. And uh, I've seen a change in the last two or three, four years. Oh, yeah. Now, we can't put our hope in politicians. No. We will be disappointed. There are people out there that believe that if we don't elect the right person this time, we're going to hell in a Mm handbasket. Well, we might be. Mm -hmm. But that's still not where we put our hope. It's not in politics. So I have a definite preference for for a a candidate or two. Oh, sure. Uh, But that's only a temporary relief or maybe a betterment. Uh, To find true victory and escape or salvation is in Christ
0: and his resurrection. So true. Well, I see we have reached the end of our program today. It's been a joy. I've been talking with Dr. John Vance, the retired pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. And uh, Dr. Vance, what an honor. Thank you very, very much for joining us today. Thank you. Dear listener, you can find us online. We're at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. And this broadcast is up there as a podcast. Check it out. And also, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.